In 2016, scientists on Earth detected a fast radio burst from a distant region of space with no observable stars. This signal contained a constant series of data packets and a decryption key. Once it was decrypted, the data contained a number of transmissions from two planets in a binary system. Included in the data was a translation matrix that researchers used to translate the entries as best as possible into English. The following transmissions were declassified by the scientific community and given to us to present. Log entry Vela 55, Vela Rotat 2673, cycle 8 of the 9th Annual. Helgi, you know those answers I said I would find out for you? Well, I was given permission to send this to you on an encrypted transmission. I know I can't tell you to keep this to yourself, but please, only share with those you trust. I think we are going to need your help. Representatives Orion Denal, welcome. I hope you don't mind the formality of this meeting, but I think you will find that it's necessary. Per protocol, this will be recorded. Congratulations on your appointments, both of you. Thank you. Happy to be here. Thank you. I just want to represent my people as best I can. Presiding over this session is Prime Representative Bolas of Senoth and Prime Representative Yoma of Sonoth. Also in attendance is myself, Eslar, as the Capital Representative of Laar. As newly elected officials for your regions, the inbrief is a tradition to bring you up to the surface of important matters affecting all of Vela and help you make the informed decisions that we all must face. Sadly, there is one particular subject that will be taking up most of our time, so let's get that out of the way first. Agreed. We have already scheduled four more inbriefs for later in the annual, so we can use this time to discuss the most pressing matter that I believe affects both of your areas of expertise. That's not ominous at all. Does this have to do with my report on the government housing issue? The investigation into Representative Joru was his own fault. No, Ori. This is a little bigger than that. Between us, we were glad to see him removed. His policies were a bit extreme for the views of the council. And he was kind of a Takiri. Kind of? The situation at Webb has to deal with the calls from both of you for the public release of the Fenora mission results and the implications for all of Vela and our relations with Haimavina. Why would Haimavina care about our mission to Feynora? They've always been very supportive of our expansion in our own system. As long as they remain ahead of us in the efforts. As you know, the events of our first orbital mission to Feynora had a number of... complications. Ori, I know this information may be hard for you to hear, but your friend Kezi's actions were most certainly not for nothing. Kezi saw what we saw, and he knew that the information they retrieved was important for all of Vela. We mourn his loss, as I know you do. But today, you will see what he and Islas died to protect and deliver to us. Thank you, Yoma. It means a lot to hear that. When the orbiter began its descent, they noticed a large scar on the planet's surface. Our imaging satellites in orbit detected this many rotats ago, but their sensors were not sensitive enough to see it in great detail. The orbiter's sole mission was to investigate this anomaly directly. None of us were ready to see what was discovered. My coolets are on an asteroid impact. It's always just an asteroid impact. I have doubts that my friend died to protect from an asteroid impact. Apologies. 
Page one of the packet in front of you shows the initial images from the satellite and imaging systems around Vela of the scar in question. You have probably seen these, as we initially saw no concern in releasing them to the public. As Denal implied, we also believed it to be a natural occurrence. We were wrong. Talak, glad no one took that bet. As you can see, the scarring covers a huge area, and there is a large mass clustered at the end of the ravine. If you turn to page two, you will see the unaltered images that were returned from the orbiter and what Kezi gave his life for. <sighs> is, is this what I think it is? It's a ship. At least, the remains of one. Where did this come from? How long has it been there? And why aren't we telling our people about it? In due time, we still have a lot to get through here. As you know, there was a catastrophic accident on the orbiter during its second pass of the SCAR. It was determined that a signal was still being broadcast from the surface. Is there someone alive down there? Danal, Ori, please. We know you both have a thousand questions already. We believe it to be an automated signal. This signal interacted with the systems on the orbiter and attempted to take control of the vessel. Kezi and Islas did what they could to purge the system of the infected code, but, well, you saw what happened. Our analysis of the signal data that was infected revealed that the code we used was very similar to our own code that has been in use for hundreds of rotats. Code that was based on research that our scientists have done since examining the ancient artifacts. This is ancient Haimavala code? My people are just starting to adjust to the introduction of modern life in Chonar, and now you tell me that there's new evidence of revered ancients here? The ancients were a race of beings, Danal. Advanced as they were, they were still just people. Look, I know this, and the science behind it shows that conclusion. It's the reason I was elected, but that doesn't change that there are still many in my region that believe otherwise. I am not about to crush their beliefs because of your and friends. Change takes time. That's fair. Based on this new, or old, discovery in our code, the VSA has worked to rewrite and invent a new system language that will work with our vessels for the next mission. You saw that with the delay and relaunch of the Automated Orbit mission. We wanted to take no chances of a repeat of the disaster from the first mission, so all of the systems were run remotely from either the main craft or scheduled tasks handled by the onboard computer. That mission, as you know, was successful in completing five full orbits of Fenora, and returned with new images of the crash site. You can see those on page three of your packets. As you can see, the new equipment loaded onto the automated orbiter was able to capture much more data on all five passes of the site. You are looking at what we believe is the rear section of the ship, engineering compartment, and command section. What about the signal? Did it interfere with anything? No, and even better, we were able to clean it up, and we managed to recover this. Led samtal from Crimson Sun. Navigationssystem. Fel. Livstödssystem. Fel. Ingenjörssystem. Fel. Reaktor. Fel. Plats. Okänt. Dear befalvare, Rolf Crimson Sun. Allt går sönder på fartöget. Det blir inte mycket tid. Jag försökte bara med det här. Asklid. Jag visste att det var en risk. Jag valde Gleason. Linja, förlåt mig. Could, could you play that last part again? 
Dyr befallare Rolf Crimsonsson Allt går sönder på fattariet Det blir inte mycket tid Jag har försökt det med det här Allt Jag visste att det var en risk Jag valde glissan Linja förlåt mig Commander Crimson Sun I'm sorry Linnea forgive me Close The full text is in your packet where our translators were able to translate as best they could. We have also been able to enhance the images to see the outer hull of the ship and the marking on it. Please refer to page four. I've seen this logo before. We all have, Ori. It's the same logo from the crash satellite and the lander that came to Vela over 2,000 rotats ago. Is there anywhere the ancients haven't littered with their mess? Dunno, people died on that ship. People died on Hyamavina and in Laar, all because of the ancients playing into areas and technology where they didn't belong. You can see why we felt that this information needed to be kept quiet, for now, while we gathered up as much of the details as we could. This is also why the VSA has been in a state of lockdown. Which is why the Orbiter's secondary task was to identify an appropriate location for a base camp near the crash site. In the meantime, back here we began to assemble the teams that would be going to Venora. We needed two different skill sets. One, to represent to the public a scientific and exploration mission to inspire our people. The other, a search and forensic team to discover what happened with this ship and recover anything from the site. This brings us to the landing mission. As you can see from page 5, the location was chosen because of a vista that overlooked some of the natural formations of Fenora from the angle shown, and its proximity to the crash site from the other. It was vitally important to keep any information about the site at the highest level of classification. We even switched to using complex encryption for any transmissions of data from the planet. On the third cycle after landing, the first teams went into the ship to see what they could find. The area that appeared to be the command section was the obvious choice. As you can imagine, in a ship that experienced such a harsh landing, the area was severely damaged. They were able to trace the signal to a hardened compartment under the command section that looks to be designed to survive any sort of crash. Fenora, being a frozen planet, preserved much of what the team saw, but it still has a minimal atmosphere. While the decay was limited, the experts have determined that the level of decomposition and the buildup of debris and shifts in the landscape put this wreck at roughly 2600 rotats ago. The fact that this signal was still transmitting is astonishing. The team discovered a vast array of solar collectors that, while damaged and mostly covered, were still able to provide power to this device as it had priority over all other systems. Is this one of the colony ships that Haimavala Prime sent out? 2600 Rotats would place it around the time of the Siddhist Anda. The what? The Siddhist Anda was an event on Haimavina then called Haimavala Prime, that wiped out the majority of the population. Didn't you read about this? Literally lived in an information bubble for most of my life. Oh, right. Sorry. To answer your question, we don't know. It doesn't appear to be the size that we would expect something like a colony ship to be. Our initial questions to Haimavina about their colony ships were asked back when the information about them was discovered. They were described to us as being large enough to hold hundreds of thousands of people. This appears to only hold a thousand or so. <clears throat> we also had a third team on this mission whose goal was to scout and establish a larger location for a permanent 
facility. We realized that this was going to be a larger undertaking than originally anticipated. Which is why the second landing mission was rushed to launch, utilizing the main craft, ESA-1, from the automated orbit mission, the timing on the second mission had to line up with the return of that ship. The cruise ship ESA-2 from the first landing and the ESA-1 are now in a paired elliptical orbit between Fenora and Vela. As each one returns, it is restocked and refueled for its next Fenora rotation. The second landing team arrived on Fenora only a few annals ago, and they have already been sending back information. The public team has been performing terrain experiments and analysis. I know what the public teams are doing. I've only been covering VSA operations for most of my life. What did the other team find? Ori, you need to prepare yourself. The findings are a little more disturbing. Turn to page six. Oh. Oh. Are those bodies? Yes. So far, they have accounted for and cataloged over a hundred bodies. Most of them were in cabins, strapped into compression couches and chairs. Many of them are nothing but bones, but many others were preserved due to the frozen atmosphere. Nothing was moved from where it was found until we can get the proper equipment in place. This is a mass gravesite. Which is one of the many reasons we have yet to contact Haimavina about this discovery. Engineers from the latest team have begun to explore more of the command module and are, as we speak, attempting to recover any information about the nature of the ship and its mission. Meanwhile, the initial engineering team is working on getting access to the engineering section to learn what we can about the ship's propulsion and how it was able to make the trip to Fenora. You mean, how we can use this technology for ourselves. Mana died on that ship, most likely trying to escape a planet that was going to kill them, and you are concerned about what we can gain from this? I meant no disrespect, but the fact of the matter is that we can use some of the technology to further our own understanding and exploration of our system. Nothing will be done without the approval of this council, now with the addition of Ori and Denal. We want to present this information to Haimavina and handle the situation in the best way possible. Which is where you come in, Ori. Because of Halgi. Reefguard here and Planetary Defense on Haimavina have a cooperation agreement and their official channels have already begun discussions of the signal interruptions that we have seen from Kezi's mission and the mission that Verkstad sent to Viceni. They are collaborating to discover if there is any sort of similarity between the two events. Neither of them have been allowed to the information you see in front of you. Helge has intimate knowledge of both events through his own investigation and your correspondence, and his position with Verkstad makes him a unique contact who could help put the pieces together to help us understand what happened here and what we can do going forward. Not to mention that he has studied the ancient technology and even integrated it into his own designs. You know those transmissions were supposed to be private. Oh, Ori, you know that nothing you've done was ever private. Did you think that you were here in this room right now because of your own actions? What? We have been watching you for a long time, steering you towards this moment. Both of you, actually. Denal is one of the most scientifically astute Chinorians to come out of the city. His views are skewed from previous representatives. Throughout his life, his experiences were guided to bring him here. We needed his viewpoints to be more understanding than previous council members. And Ori. Who do you think was really funding your expeditions? The incident with the Laar News Network? The event that sent you to CNR? Your appointment as the comrep to the council? Everything was designed to bring you here. The previous prime representatives knew your worth to the council. 
as did your father. I... I don't know what to say. Say that you will help us uncover this mystery. You have been listening to an episode of Binary Saga. The part of Ori has been played by Juliana Finch. Bolas is Steve Petricelli. Yoma is Sarah Boyle. Denal is Andrew Seal. And Eslar is Jillian Church. Music by Eric Matias and soundimage.org. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook with at The Binary Saga. Want to ask us questions? You can join us on Discord for general chat. Find all of these links and more information at binarysaga.com. If you like what we are doing, please consider visiting our Patreon page, which can be found in the Where to Find Us menu on our website, or leave a review on your favorite podcast app. You can also read the print version of the entire first season in Kindle or paperback on Amazon. Just search for Binary Saga.